The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern North Carolina's longest-running sports radio call-in show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show on Pirate Radio is brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Pepsi, Seared Chop House, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, EMS Builders, and The Rick House. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome into our show. Cliff Godwin, head baseball coach at East Carolina, is live in the studio with us on this holiday Monday. So happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day to everybody out there. The post office isn't working today. The government offices are shut down. But we've got our Brian Bailey show with head coach Cliff Godwin today. Coach, first of all, welcome to the show. Can you believe it's, it's your eighth year as the head coach of the Pirates? I saw that number last <laughs> night, and I thought, in some ways, it may seem like two decades. And in some ways, it seems like you know two years, maybe. It definitely doesn't feel like eight years. You know, I was more impressed. The longest call-in show. Oh, you like that? And Brian yeah. Bailey. But, I mean, we really don't do call-ins <laughs> that much anymore. But, but it really says it's the oldest sportscaster in the market. That's what <laughs> it really you. means. But, uh, yeah, eight years. 258, 130, and one. Do you remember the 258 more than the 130 or the 130 more than I the 258? probably remember the 130 more than the 258. <laughs> I do that. How about the one tie? Who was the one tie against? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Cincinnati in 2016. Yeah, we went into extra innings on a travel day on that Sunday, and we actually scored two runs in one of the extra innings, and we gave it up, so we tied them. Tied them. Cincinnati, one tie. 258, 130, and one. All right, our Facebook live feed is up, so if you have a question or comment for head coach Cliff Gobbin, we'll take that and get that to him. This is the Brian Bailey Show on this holiday Monday. We'll come back with our show after this. Angus Grill is the premier location for the best burgers, cheesesteaks, and brisket sandwiches around. Join us and experience original flavors, quality service, and an upbeat environment. We've got five outstanding locations in eastern North Carolina, in Winterville near Pitt Community College, in Wilmington on 4th Street, and three locations right here in Greenville, East 10th Street near the Walmart, Jarvis Street in Uptown, and in our newest location on Statensburg Road near the hospital at the former CPW's location. It's the best burger around. Angus Grill. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh, she's doing great. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? <sighs> great job, honey. Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. <sighs> Here is your ice-cold Pepsi Zero Sugar, sir. Oh, thanks. Want to watch the game? Ooh, little sports ball on a Sunday afternoon. (laughs) Don't mind if I do. Hey, did we win? It it sounds like we won. It's still the first quarter. I must be lucky. People say that about me. Tough break on that free throw there. Shouldn't be doing that. Dude, we're watching football. Come on. For everyone who spent the entire game explaining the entire game, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. It's bow time. We think a chicken sandwich this good should speak for itself. Mm -hmm. But when you're talking juicy, hand-breaded, and boldly seasoned chicken breasts, piled up with thick-cut pickles and creamy mayo all on a buttery toasted bun, well, we are happy to say it again and again and again. Bo's Chicken Sandwich, only at Bojangles. It's bow time. I'm Michael Vaughn with East Coast Grading and Utilities. Many of you know my dad, David Vaughn, and his work in putting in subdivisions all over Pirate Nation. But East Coast Grading and Utilities is not just for those type of big jobs. We're here for the homeowners, whether it's concrete, driveways, hauling rock or sand, whatever you need, East Coast Grading and Utilities can get the job done. Call us at 252-531-7494 or check us out on Facebook at East Coast Grading and Utilities. 
Before anyone walks into your business, the outside is what they see. Make sure your first impression is a good impression with the right curb appeal. Hi, this is Daniel Andrews from Dan Andrews Lawn Service. We specialize in making your business look great. Let us handle all your professional landscaping needs. We do it all so you don't ever have to worry. Residential services are also available. Call us today at 717-8006 and we'll come out and give you a free quote. Taking care of your landscaping needs is all we do and we've been doing it for over 20 years. You can trust our reliable team at Dan Andrews Lawn Service covering all of Eastern North Carolina. This is Marcus Crandall, former ECU Pirate and Grey Cup champion. And you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show. Now, back to Brian. All right, welcome back to our show on this holiday Monday. Brian Bailey with the head coach of the Pirates, Cliff Godwin, getting set for the 2022 college baseball season. Pirates ranked as high as eighth so far in some of the preseason polls. Some of the polls are still coming out. And uh, I knew your reaction, what it was going to be before it came out, but I'm always, I always chuckle when I read it because I think it means a lot to you internally that your program is thought of like that, but you understand the fact that, you know, it doesn't mean anything until you get to the end of May. Uh, really, just listening to you say it means a lot to me internally. It really is good for the fans. I, I don't know if it means a lot to me internally. Uh, our players that are on our team now, some of them have been a part of really good teams, but these incoming guys, right. th- they're just getting the fruits of a lot of hard work by our other guys and our coaches and our support staff. And, and I mean that with all due respect, but at this time of the year, if we're not ranked, it doesn't make me feel like we're a worse team or we're a better team because we're ranked eighth. And it's just such, I know Nick Saban says it all the time, but it is such poison, poison and <laughs> such rap poison because kids are just on their phone all the time. And if they start believing all the nice things that publications are writing about them then they're not going to work as hard and we always talk about believing you're the best but working like you're in last place and and that's the reason we've been able to sustain a lot of success here for our baseball program what do you guys do as a program with with social media and that kind of thing because to me that's one of the biggest changes in the last decade probably in in handling players as a coach well number one you're you're 100 right I, i I don't think you'll ever see dynasties like you did 10, 15 years ago when the Bulls were winning all the championships and, uh, you know, LSU baseball won a ton of national championships back in the day because now kids get comfortable. I mean, human beings, coaches, kids, everybody, it's not just the kids, get comfortable when they start reading those press clippings. and. Every year there's teams, including us back in 2017, they're preseason top 10. Then you look at the end of the year, they're not there. And why is that? Yeah, it could be because of injuries, but I think a lot of it has to do with the social media. We try to limit it. We talk to them about it. There's a lot of negative stuff out there as well. I don't watch the news. I I don't don't know (laughs) what is going on. nationally a lot of times i don't get into politics i'm kind of in a bubble which puts me in a better headspace take us back to 2017 when that season i know that season was very difficult but do you feel like that that year you know taught you and this program so much as far as things that because there were some crazy things that went on in that year and 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 you talked to me you know off the record about some stuff during that season but that was difficult very difficult um, and, and all the blame goes on me. Uh, I probably gave some of the seniors. We had nine seniors coming back from the super regional team that, you know, on paper was the closest to ever taking ECU baseball um, to the College World Series. So I gave them a lot of leeway, and um, I probably sh- I shouldn't have definitely because we just weren't prepared to be able to navigate some very tough seas, so to speak. And you go back and. I had a herniated disc. I was about to get surgery. Finally, an epidural work. Dan Rosell's one of his daughters just woke yeah. up and was paralyzed. Uh, Krasinski got his leg broke. Dewanye dislocated his thumb. You can keep going down the list. Chris Holba got his face shattered at Houston by a line drive. It was like every time you felt like you're getting your nose up above <laughs> the water, you were getting punched back down. You felt like you were drowning. But Our guys did pull it together in the conference tournament and we got to the championship game, but I've said a lot publicly that the best thing that's ever happened to ECU baseball is losing that conference tournament championship game because it really allowed me and our staff to self-reflect and how we need to get better. And I really think it was a byproduct of just winning too fast. You know, we had won a conference championship in 15 and gone to a super regional in 16 and really were inches away from playing in the college world series. So, uh, 
you can you know this if you don't stay hungry you get beat and i, I think that was a big message to all of our guys the the challenge now is there's nobody in the locker room other than Coach Palumbo and myself that were part of that 17 season. Last year, you had Matt Bridges, you had Cam Colmore, you had yeah. Tyler Smith. You had guys that could tell the other guys, hey, look, if you don't take care of your business, this is going to happen. And I respect programs throughout different sports, whether it be Alabama football, Clemson football, uh, the Patriots the model of consistency because it's way harder to be consistent than it is to just be good for one year. Cliff Godwin live in the studio with us. Let's talk about the off season for this Pirate baseball team. When you guys wrap up in May, you know what do you do after that? You know, you know you lose some players, you're out recruiting, you go through the summer, but take us through and get us up to date to where you are right now. Man, that's a lot. We don't have enough time, but uh, <laughs> you know, you, you get to May, you know, you come, you're going 100 miles an hour and in June and we lose the uh, Super Regional in Nashville you get back you have individual player meetings guys disperse go to summer ball Uh, you got guys that are going to be here in the summer working out with our strength coach and then you got the incoming guys coming to summer school the draft was pushed back so you you didn't even know what your roster was going to look like you had guys that were in summer school that were flying to Fenway to do a workout for the Red Sox or going to Texas for a workout for the Rangers and that was really tough for me coach Dietrich gets the head coaching job at Cal State Fullerton so you're in the hiring process of an assistant coach but you get through all that and and I thought we navigated that very well and I'm really happy with the group that we have uh, on our roster right now Um, and the fall was really hard I mean it's probably the hardest fall I've ever been a part of uh, personally with the passing of Nico Agnos just that was hard and obviously harder on Zach and Jake and and Lee and John and Katie than me but as soon as we get back from the celebration of life I got COVID and it just it was like one thing after another but our guys did a really good job um, getting through that and, and you know it, it's it's the COVID situation continues, and and now it's kind of one of those things where you know you, you don't have to test all the time all the players, but you still have to test unvaccinated ones, and it's still such a hotbed you know around. I mean, it's still and it's still going to affect your season this year, don't you think? Yeah, if you ever see uh, Zach Womack, give that guy uh, <laughs> give that guy some praise. You know, him and I have talked a lot in just the past two years, really, athletic trainers, nurses, but especially athletic trainers at the college level have just been overwhelmed with different protocols, different testing measures, and they're still trying to treat a sore arm or a hamstring as well so uh, i just uh, i'm so thankful that we have an unbelievable athletic trainer in zach womack yeah womack's one of the best and he's uh he's one of the good guys just to be around he's positive for your team in a number of ways yeah very very positive i mean talking about a guy that worked in professional baseball for the yankees for seven years and really came back to east carolina because he's an east carolina graduate he loves ecu and bleach purple and gold Mission Week for East Carolina. It's always a big deal. You guys usually do a lot of videoing that week, and then you show it at your banquet. The banquet's coming up on February 5th. A few tickets, you said, might still be available if you know somebody, but it's pretty (laughs) much sold out, isn't it? It is sold out. I'm just so thankful for Pirate Nation. We sold out before Christmas, which we never have done before, and I think we sold 38 tables. Um, So a lot of people have really invested in our program and just so thankful that we have grown from – 200 people in Harvey Hall at the first yeah, the first I remember one. that. <laughs> I remember that very well. All right, talk about Mission Week a little bit. How did that go? It went good. It went good. Um, you know, I think our guys each year are challenged in different ways. Chris Howell, who uh, is a Navy SEAL, he actually was a big part of it, and Dennis Wilson, our strength coach, and you know, there's some fun events, but there's some mentally and physically challenging stuff, and I think there's programs out there that uh, maybe don't see the benefits of that, and and I I tell you, it's just one of the staples of our program that you see guys accomplish something, push through something mentally and physically, and it goes back to 
when Coach LeClaire had the first obstacle course in the fall of 1998 when I was a part of. And for everybody listening, uh, if I did the stuff that Coach LeClaire did to us, I'd be fired today. So, um, but And you don't think about Coach LeClaire like that for the no, most part. I mean, yeah. Well, he just believed in hard work and being blue collar. And uh, we can laugh about it now, but where the white lot is was a practice soccer field and there was a, a, a mud puddle, big mud puddle. We put barbed wire over the mud puddle. So if you didn't get low enough, you were getting cut. I mean, that oh. was just the the uh, part of the deal, and and nobody questioned it back then. So we're just trying to survive. But he, he talks about it in his book of just a group of guys who had never won at that time, just looking at one another and had been through such a hard day. And I really think that pole vaulted us into the spring of '99 when we were number one seed in the regional. What were some of the things you do in Mission Week? Like, I, I know some of it's early morning stuff, and some of it's, you know, it, it's a mental and physical type test. Yeah, so they do fun stuff like playing dodgeball or uh, playing ultimate frisbee, which we use with a football this uh, um, this year. Which that was Ryder Giles's recommendation, so I took that to swimming underwater, pushing a plate underwater or underwater with a teammate tied to him. So a lot of different things, um, stuff in the weight room, and then it just all uh, comes to an end on day three for the obstacle course, which uh, stuff in the weight room, snake part of the stadium. Uh, Coach Houston lets us use the sand pit and the football turf field as well for events, and then they finish at home plate. It was a winning team. Oh, wow. Um, the winning team, I don't even remember, um, but our guys will give me a hard time about that. <laughs> but the winning it'll team. It'll be on the video, right? It'll, it'll be on the video, and the winning team always gets their name up in the team room and, and all also the individual winner. Okay, so you go through Mission Week, and then as far as as after the fall and in the Mission Week, and then you you have like is it like winter conditioning like football is known for because you're you're leading up to practice right now. Practice officially starts a week from Friday. Right. So we have we get done with fall practice always the first weekend in November. Have our Purple Gold World Series. Get our rings. Um, that's been pretty consistent at a football game. So it's awesome. Then we start kind of the winter conditioning stuff, and then right before Thanksgiving is Mission Week, and then they come back and now. Now it's more of just kind of getting them ready for the season. They are lifting. They are pitchers are starting to throw. Position players normally don't pick up a bat or a ball tool um, right around Christmas, and then they'll start getting ready. And guys are getting into it pretty strong now. How difficult is it, like with your pitchers, when you finish a season? You know, some of them need work, some of them need to shut it down. I mean, what's the process there, especially when you lose your pitching coach? <laughs> well, we had uh, a luxury in having Coach Knight as an assistant pitching coach for us last year and helping out with Coach Deets. But you look at the number of innings. So a guy like Mayhew, who obviously had a tremendous workload, and, hey, look, you're not going to go play summer ball. You need to take some time off so you can be ready for the fall. Uh, Wisenhunt would have been under that same umbrella, but he had the ability to play with Team USA. So we've had three guys, um, well, actually four guys in three years because of COVID to be able to play with the Team USA collegiate national team. If he hadn't had that opportunity, he would have shut down as well. And then you got younger guys like a Josh Groves or Danny Bill, Bradley Wilson that go off and play summer ball because they need to work. Cliff Godwin, the head coach of the Pirates, live in the studio with us. We'll take a commercial break right now. We'll come back and continue our conversation, getting you set for the 2022 college baseball season at East Carolina. Just around the corner, back with more after this. Hey, Pirate Nation, this is Matt Driscoll. Please join us at A.J. Fletcher Music Hall or live stream on February 17th at 7.30 p.m. when Durward Ensemble will be on the campus of East Carolina University presenting works from our upcoming album, Prophetic Revolutions, and a world premiere by ECU alumna in Miss America 2019, Nia Franklin. If you would like to learn more or support our group, go to our website, durwardmusic.com. We look forward to seeing you Thursday, February 17th. 
UBE and PirateWear.com is excited to offer Pirate Nation the largest selection of new ECU merchandise and tailgate supplies ever. UBE has the best prices in town, so that makes UBE your one-stop shop for all things ECU. UBE does daily restocks of Champion, Adidas, and Under Armour. Don't forget to bring your young pirates in to plunder the crow's nest, which is the only kid store dedicated to ECU. Plenty of free parking uptown in Greenville. Visit them at PirateWear.com. Go Pirates! The convenience of Pitt Greenville Airport is waiting just outside your front door. Service is back, so you're connected to destinations worldwide through flights from American Airlines. Plan your next trip. Book your flights today at flypgv.com or aa.com. Avoid the long check-in lines and congestion at the big airports and fly local at PGV. Fast, convenient, and close to home, PGV has more American Airlines flights. Book today at aa.com. PGV, where the pirates fly. Hey, dads, it's back. Plan to join us for our sixth annual Daddy-Daughter Dance Friday, February 11th at Rock Springs. This event will be a fun night of games, music, photo keepsakes, raffle tickets, and, of course, dancing. Best of all, 100% of the proceeds will go to Daughters for Dads, which supports local families affected by cancer. Sponsorship opportunities are also available. Purchase your tickets today by going to eventbrite.com and search for Daughters for Dads. We will see you Friday, February February 11th at Rock Springs. Pirate Radio. Where it is a first down. Pirates. The voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show. Now, back to Brian. Hi, welcome back to our show. Cliff Goblin, head baseball coach at East Carolina, is our guest. We were talking during the commercial break that the fascinating thing about this Pirate Baseball program is that you look at the players returning and you kind of glance down the list and you see guys like Zach Agnos and Roger Giles and Lane Hoover, Alec McIverage, all these guys that you know are just great players. And you think, man, this team's loaded. And then you look at the list of the key losses and you think, wow, you guys lost a bunch. So, I mean, it's a it's a delicate mix, I guess. And we've got newcomers that you know most of us don't know a whole lot about. So it's 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 always intriguing year after year. Yeah, you know, it's always intriguing when your mom asks you, you know, who's going to fill in at this spot or that spot. So uh, <laughs> I know that's what all the pirate fans uh, want to know. But the thing that I really do uh, appreciate about our program is our kids work hard and they develop within our program. And that's a credit to our coaching staff and just everybody that touches our kids. And, um, you know, each year there's a guy or two that – Pirate Nation doesn't necessarily know that come out and have a really good year. And uh, I really like where our team is right now. Um, they've been pretty consistent. They've worked hard uh, pitching-wise. A lot of guys have stepped up. Nick Logish is not even the same person that he was last year. Garrett Saylor's a lot better. Cooch is better. Uh, Josh Groves is better. So um, a lot of guys have just done a really good job of getting a little bit better every day and over the course of about eight months they've turned themselves into uh, a pretty good pitcher one that we can uh, rely on and obviously they all have stuff that they still need to work on but just that excites me a whole lot you guys you know as, as you preach that you know get one percent better every day and that once they've been in the program a while they can kind of see that they kind of you know you can't you know get the whole thing in one practice but if you go one percent a little bit here a little bit there all of a sudden you end up a different place ask connor norby yeah, Connor Norby for sure. Um, and I think it's hard for the guys that come in because they want to see that immediate success right away, whether it be a freshman or a junior college player. But the older guys do a good job of kind of talking about their career. I mean, you look at a guy like Carson Wisenhunt, same thing. Nobody knew who Carson Wisenhunt was until last year and a guy that grew up a whole lot physically and mentally and started focusing on pitching and really just his day-to-day um he turned himself around Uh, i've had a conversation with wiz about his grades his grades are off the charts now whether in his freshman year we were having to kick him every day to you know make sure he was doing good in school and i asked him you know what's the difference he goes well i actually care about my schoolwork now and yeah. it's, it's it's amazing when you can just flip that mind switch a little bit. What can happen? Before we talk about this year's roster, let's go through and, and tell the fans, you know, update them on uh, some of these guys. Uh, obviously, we saw the draft and where everybody's at. But Connor Norby, 
Talk about him a little bit, and we'll go through a couple of those. Guys. Yeah, Norbs just went off and played, you know, a half of the season professional baseball. He has been back and forth from Sarasota doing some stuff that the Orioles wanted to do. He's actually going to speak at our banquet, which I'm excited about, um, and he's excited about. Uh, Gavin Williams, uh, Gavin, they slow played him. They shut him down for a little bit, built him back up, and then he pitched during the instructional fall league for the Indians. Uh, Seth Cadell was out there with him. They were supposed to go to, uh, a, I think, a strength camp or something here a few weeks ago in Arizona, but with COVID, the, they didn't allow them to go back out there. And then Franny had a really good year um, with the Cardinals organization and got moved up to high A, started out low A and got moved up to high A and actually hit with Burley and him last week. So everybody's doing a really good job of uh, – making the Pirates proud in professional baseball. And those that, that aren't in professional baseball, talk about some of the guys that, that, you know, what they're doing with their careers now, like Matt Bridges, Cam Colmore, Tyler Smith. Well, Bridgie and Cam, um, you know, during COVID, they had online classes, so they were actually working part-time with Grover Gaming, Garrett Blackwelder and his crew. And once they finished, they went right off into working, and I think they actually worked for Vanilla Gaming, but they moved to uh, the Atlanta area um, together, and I think Brooks Lee is their boss, and they're doing a good job. And Tyler Smith actually has a job with uh, Grover Gaming as well, and I think Jimmy Forrest is kind of helping him with the sales side of things in the Virginia area. But Smitty's living here in Greenville, and Cam and Bridgie are living down in the Atlanta area. Is your update on some of the Pirates that uh, are out of the program now? Let's talk about the, the team you've got left and, and some of those guys. And just, you know, and one of the uh, callers or one of the people on Facebook Live said, you know, can, can you visualize your starting lineup right now? Can you can you look at that? I know that you guys put out a, a projected starting lineup, but I know that's kind of, you know. I don't know who put that out. They didn't ask me, so. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Uh, yeah. Malcolm Malcolm made that up. Yeah, Malcolm probably did. <laughs> <laughs> but he meant well, so I'm sure it's fine. It's got to be close. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of time between now and when we play our first game. It's it's amazing. People go, "Hey, when's your first game?" And I'm like, third weekend of February. I don't even know the date because that's such so far away from me you know I'm worried about what our guys are doing today and then what we're going to do tomorrow and obviously with weather that stuff changes uh, here and there but we're blessed somebody did write in the first thing and said ask Cliff about the weather yeah I mean, everybody gets a <laughs> kick out of that but hey the thing, the thing well the thing about it is is hey, only the good Lord up top can control the weather That's so right. I don't I don't get frustrated with it is either we're going to make a decision to go outside and practice or we're not and that's what I tell our guys hey look if we go outside don't act like you're cold just we're going to go outside and practice and if I think it's too cold we'll go inside but if not then let's get to work get to work all right so when you look at, at what you've got coming back let's just let's just go maybe alphabetically Agnos starts off with Zach Agnos having a guy like him coming back and we've seen him grow up in so many ways over his career yeah Zach has uh, really continued to, to mentally mature and uh, him and I have had a lot of conversations obviously the past six months but really happy with how he handled everything this fall and just had a smile on his face in the fall with everything going on I, I just he handled it better than I could uh, but you have a luxury with Zach that he can play really third base shortstop and second base so you know is he going to play third base on opening day i don't know he might play second um and then amac could play third base so uh Ryder will play shortstop um as long as he's healthy um jacob starling at second base who was hurt in the fall has done a good job joey barini has done a good job they, they're both much improved uh cj boyd is probably more of a first baseman but he dh'd a lot for us this fall um and had a really good weekend against Liberty when we played Liberty for the 14 innings. I think he had five RBIs. CJ just had a tough time staying healthy, and that's his biggest thing is we got to keep him healthy. First base, Josh Moreland. Um, Josh will be there. He's really worked hard on his defense. Everybody knows how good offensively he yeah, can be. Yeah, he really is. Jacob Jenkins Cowarts, a freshman and six foot six left handed hitter, really impressed me with kind of his bat to ball skills when you're that big normally you swing and miss more and he's really worked hard he's got some work to do defensively but got a lot of power in his left-handed bat for sure catching wise it's the deepest catching group that we've ever had at east carolina uh, ben newton's a fifth year senior which everybody knows him because he caught some last year 
You have Ryan McChrystal, who's a freshman, who is a very good offensive player. He's got a really good arm. His defense has gotten a lot better. Uh, Justin Wilcoxon, who has not played a lot for us, but has really come onto the scene because he's always been physically talented, um, but he has caught well. And then Aiden Edwards, another freshman whose defense is probably a little bit in front of his offense, but he's done a really good job. Uh, in the outfield, you got Bryson back, you got Hoove back. Um, you also have uh, Carter Cunningham, who is a junior college player and can play out there. Riley Johnson, who I just slipped my mind, but he, he had a really good fall. And, you know, if we played tomorrow, he might play center and Bryson might play right because he's done a really good job out there. But there's a lot of options. You got guys like Cam Clonch and, and other guys that are kind of utility guys, but there's a lot of options for us positionally. And it's probably as most depth we've ever had on the offensive side of the ball. You look at Bryson. I mean, he had a, a, a good year last year, but there were so much expectations on him. And then now, you know, he doesn't have those expectations. He could he could be the Connor Norby of this group. Well, Bryson, uh, you know, had a really good COVID-shortened year. And if the draft had been 10 rounds, then we wouldn't have had to luxury to have him back and um, then he comes out a lot of like you said preseason expectations poison poison exactly and, right there with you um actually hit three balls left-handed on opening weekend the wins galen in that would all have been home runs and he definitely would have felt better if all those balls would have went out started off slow but then really picked it up for us and then what people don't realize bryson played extremely hurt during the regional and the super regional, I shouldn't have played him definitely in the last game of the super regional because he just was he was hurting so bad. I knew he couldn't probably catch up with Lighter's fastball, but I asked Bryson and he wanted to go. And of course, I leaned on my older guy. And yeah. uh, you know, if I got to go down, I want to go down with guys that want to be out there. And uh, but I'm expecting him to have a tremendous year. His Sometimes when you get fifth-year guys back, and we haven't had a ton of them, but sometimes they've been through it. It's another grind, and Bryson has done an unbelievable job of just getting after it every day. Nick Logish, the same thing. Cooch, the same thing. Uh, ben Newton has done a pretty good job. Last year, we had two six-year guys and a fifth-year guy with Bridgie, Cam, and Smitty. And what I've told our team is, you know, Tyler Smith didn't have his best individual performance for us last year but he gave everything he had as did Bridgie and Cam to the other younger guys in our program and we wouldn't be where we are today if they hadn't given back to the younger guys last year. Somebody's writing in and wants to know about Ryder Giles. You said if if healthy. Has he been no, mixed up a little no, bit? No, I just that was just to me. Just, yeah. You know, just, pirate fans will jump on it in a oh minute. Oh man. Ryder, I Ryder, saw him the other day, as a matter of fact. Yeah, Ryder has done a really good job and he's gotten better offensively and um you know, just been more open with me with offensive stuff and Ryder just actually lost his grandfather uh, last week so he's been away for a few days and our prayers and thoughts with him but he's getting back here today and looking forward to getting him back out there with the guys. All right, let's talk pitching a little bit, and let's start with uh, Austin Knight taking over for uh, Coach Dietz. Uh, I looked at that situation and thought of, of a young Cliff Godwin when you were coming around. You know, somebody put you in a position when you were very young, and you know you were able to thrive in it. And you know, Austin's fairly young, and, and he's he's been right there. You obviously have a lot of confidence in him. Yeah, I hope uh, you would think I'd have confidence in him if I hired him. But, uh, well, first off, Austin, when you're in the trenches with a player for three years as a catcher and his hitting coach, and Austin probably at the time was like, God, man, why is this guy my hitting and catching coach? Because I was with him 24-7. I think I was his <laughs> academic coach as well, so he couldn't run from me. But you have a lot of respect because you see those guys work and when we had a volunteer position open up uh i called him and he was you know ready to move across the country basically from louisiana tech and come here and just his loyalty to me and to our program um because a lot of guys just don't in my opinion, this profession, and I think it's the coaching profession, I think it's every profession. Like I always tell our guys, I'll take care of them. And 
I'll tell them when they need to go to take another job. And Tim Corbin did that for me, and it was a great learning experience. I mean, I told Tim Corbin I would stay at Vandy when I was going to get paid four times more money at Notre Dame as an assistant coach. And he looked at me and told me, you have to take the job. And so uh, I did, and I've always just told young coaches, if you'll just trust me, I'll take care of you. And, yeah, we work hard, but Austin is as knowledgeable of a pitching coach as out there we had ton of applicants, a ton of people that showed interest. We had head coaches that wanted to come to East Carolina to be the pitching coach. So, And that's a credit to our program and what our guys have done on and off the field. All right. With that said, when you look at a, a possible weekend rotation, you've got some names out there that you can pretty much pick from. Yeah, I mentioned the five guys that I think that are leading the way right now, but it would be Wiz and Hunt. Um, Logish, Sailor, Coochmaner, Gross, those five guys are, are very viable options. And we got some freshmen, too, that are going to push our older guys because I've said this publicly a few times that it's the most talented group of freshman pitchers that we've ever had in one class. Now, they're still freshmen and they got to go out there and, and prove they can do it. But these guys are facing a pretty good offensive lineup even when we split our teams um, in our inner squad. Question from the Facebook Live feed, is Skylar Brooks healthy? Skylar Brooks is healthy. He's focusing more on pitching and has done a really good job with Coach Knight. Um, He's been going over to Young's and Womack's been working with them and we've really uh, tailored his workouts to uh, benefit him. Skyler's a guy that's had a lot of hernia issues dating back to when he was born through his youth and stuff, and that just puts a lot of strain on one of the sides of his body. I don't know if it's his left or right, so we've just tried to keep him as physically healthy as we can and you know, focus on pitching. And You still might see him swing the bat some, but really pitching is going to be his forte for us this spring. Cliff Gobbin live in the studio. We'll take another commercial break. We've got Coach Gobbin for about 15 more minutes. He's got to get out of here shortly before 1, so we'll Continue to take your questions and comments on our fake Facebook Live feed. And back with more on the Brian Bailey Show after this. There's no better time to drive away with a quality pre-owned car, truck, or SUV from Greenville Auto World. Greenville Auto World is your authorized rough country dealer. We specialize in lift and leveling kits along with custom wheel packages. Whether you're looking for ground clearance or enhancing the appearance of your vehicle, trust our team for your off-road experience. Greenville Auto World, 3840 South Charles Boulevard, across from Hardy's at Bell's Fork, or online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Seared Chop House is Greenville's newest restaurant and the city's only true chop house. We combine a remarkable menu with an unrivaled atmosphere. Seared, a quality-driven experience highlighting a thoughtful approach to locally sourced ingredients and hearty, flavor-rich cuisine. We're firing up the grill at Seared, Greenville's only true chop house. Come see us, Fire Tower Road at Bell's Fork or SeardChopHouse.com. This is John Gavigan with the Gavigan Agency. Our top priority is doing what is best for our members. Whether you are buying a new vehicle, a new home, protecting your family with life insurance, or filing a claim, our agency will be there every step of the way. Our goal is to become a trusted advisor for you and your family for all of your personal and commercial insurance needs. Give us a call in Greenville at 756-1400 for a car, home, business, or life insurance quote today. And give us the opportunity to show you the benefits of doing business with someone who cares. Woo! Papa John's just took their fresh, never-frozen dough and hand-stretched it New York style so you can fold it or not. I ain't gonna lie, though. I fold it. Get a New York style pizza from Papa John's. Hey, Pirate fans. The new Papa John's New York style pizza is an MVP move for game day or any day. Place your order online at papajohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards. Papa John's, the official pizza of the ECU Pirates. Hi, I'm Ken Hagler of Taft, Taft & Hagler. We're proud to be sponsors of The Brian Bailey Show and The Pirate Nation on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. If you've been injured on the job or due to someone else's negligence in an automobile collision, call us at 752-2000 for a free consultation with experienced professionals who care. Go Pirates! 
The Rick House is Eastern North Carolina's premier American-style restaurant and bourbon bar. Join us at the Rick House for mouth-watering steaks and made-from-scratch pastas. Check out the 16-ounce cowboy steak and our seafood delight pasta. The Rick House is open for lunch daily from 11 to 2, Monday through Friday. Take a break from your workday with lunch at the Rick House. Join us for our legendary brunch on Sundays from 10 to 2. The Rick House, American Provisions and Spirits, 710 Red Banks Road, beside the bowling alley in Greenville. Pirate Radio. All of our last names are ECU. The voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show. Now, back to Brian. Hi, welcome back on this holiday Monday with head coach Cliff Godwin for Pirate Baseball. Eighth year at East Carolina, 258, 130, and one. The two-time academic All-American as a player <laughs> at East Carolina. And grades meant a lot to you back then, and they mean a lot to your program. And I think that, you know, we always talk about wins and losses and who's hitting what and this. But when those numbers come out, they're astronomical for what your program is able to do. I tell our guys all the time that nobody does it better on and off the field. I know we haven't played in the College World Series, but you can take our GPA and what we've done with hosting regionals and going to super regionals. And and there's nobody that's, in my opinion, I don't know this for a fact, but I would get somebody to fact check me if you want to do some research. But we've had a 3.41 team GPA or higher for four and a half years. And I always tell our guys that's what the standard is now. But when we were hired, ECU baseball had never had a 3.0 GPA. And that was our first goal as a staff in the fall and I remember getting that 3.05 and Coach Palumbo, myself and Dan Rosell were high-fiving like we had won the, the uh, national championship. <laughs> when guys come into the program, obviously they see that number and they're like, man, if I get a B, I bring everybody down. I mean, that's basically what it comes down to, right? Well, we had 35 of our 40 have a 3.25 or higher and that allows you to get your picture up on the wall when you walk in our offices and so there were five guys and the other guys give those five guys a hard time. So it's not like, you know. When, <laughs> that would have to be the worst. <laughs> yeah. I mean, forget letting one go through your legs. I mean, well, you, know, you and, come in there and you're and, at 3.0. And, yeah. and and then a lot of times team meals, we, we start with highest GPA to, to last. So <laughs> <laughs> you're eating last, too. <laughs> And these guys are uh, they're in really tough majors some of them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've we got guys that are in grad school. I mean, Ryder Giles is in grad school, Bryson's in grad school, Coochmanner's in grad school, Ben Newton's in grad school. Um Lane Hoover is getting a graduate certificate. So, especially with the COVID stuff going on, our guys have been able to get ahead and done a really good job in the classroom. All right, talk about the schedule a little bit just in, in generalities. I mean, is this a schedule you really like? It's hard. It's yeah. tough. So, our guys better get to work because uh, we got a lot of quality opponents uh, up and down the schedule. I think it's probably it's probably the toughest schedule that we've ever had here at East Carolina since I've been the head coach. When you talk about um, playing, you know, North Carolina for a three game series, you're playing NC State home and away, you're playing Duke home and away, you're playing UNC Wilmington home and away, Campbell home and away. Um, the Keith LeClaire, you know, you got Michigan and Indiana State and Maryland in that, uh, and then our conference schedule. So, and I'm sure I'm leaving off some some good teams. So hopefully I'm not giving anybody any poster board material to play us. But it's the the hardest schedule I think we've ever put together. It all starts on February 18th with Bryant, and Bryant's one of those schools that maybe you haven't heard of, but we you saw them in Charlottesville. I was about to say, does, yeah. if anybody remembers Remember that, Charlottesville. If Krasinski hadn't pitched a shutout and set for seven innings, we wouldn't have won that game. That's and won right. the regional. Yeah, I remember that one well from Charlottesville, Virginia. Then the next game against the Virginia Cavaliers, and you stunned the world with that uh, shot, and then coming back through that thing, and uh, that was one of those situations. And, and as coaches, I think they talk about don't let one loss turn into two. And I think Virginia, when they lost to East Carolina, and they turned it in with William and Mary. And William and Mary played a tough game you know, in the championship game with you guys. Absolutely, uh, I think UVA just we. I think we were like 0 for 11 with runners in scoring position going into the ninth inning. Which, of course, at that time I didn't know. The media right. let me know afterwards. I was uh, there. But you go back to that inning, and there was only one ball that wasn't hit hard, and that was Kirk Morgan's leadoff bunt, swinging bunt that he beat out the first base, and then every ball that was hit from. Parker Lamb, Charlie Jorgen, Dewanye had a line drive in there. And then Turner Brown bunted, and then Travis Watkins hit a walk-off three-run homer. And I never tell that story where I don't get chill bumps because it was one of those moments where you're like, 
thought you were dreaming because you just couldn't believe that happened. And looking on video at UVA's uh, first base in the first base dugout, we were the home team, so they're just standing there like, what just happened? Yeah. And I think that, to your point, is yeah, I definitely think it probably – um, fed into you know the next game when they played. Yeah, and they were coming off the national championship, so it was, it was a huge <laughs> upset as uh, the Pirates knocked off Virginia. All right, I'll tell a Cliff Godwin story before we get Coach Godwin out of here. I started walking uh, a lot about two and a half years ago. I'd get up in the morning and I would go five miles and I'd try to go a brisk walk, try to get the heart rate up, really try to do a good job. Well, the first year we got into like December, January, and it was just so cold that I couldn't go out and do it. And so I go to Coach Godwin and I said, Coach, I said, I've been re- really working hard and, and I'm walking a lot. And I said, but it's so cold. I just I just can't do it. I just don't like to be cold. I don't like going out there. What, what can I do? Coach Godwin looked at me and I got a PG rated. <laughs> I gotta put a PG, but he said you can quit being a daggone sissy and get your butt out there, and that's the G, maybe G-rated version of that. And I I looked at him and I said, you know what? You're right. And I, every morning when it's cold and I'm putting the beanie on and I'm thinking of Coach Goblin said, get your butt out there. And so I get the gloves on and I get out there. So you, you inspire an old sportscaster like me. Well, you can thank my dad for that because that would that would have been what he would have told me back in the day. But I, I always think about that and I think. Yeah, and you were right because once you get out there, and like you said, the players, you know, don't don't act like it's cold. Just right. get your butt out there and go. Well, and I'll tell you this: the players, I would much rather be playing in cold weather than coaching because co- we're not getting our heart rate up coaching and, and moving around. And I can't run anymore because of my knee and my hip. But uh, I, I never really got cold as a player. Of course, I was a catcher, so I had catcher's equipment on and stuff. But as a coach, oh. it gets uh, gets pretty cool out there, um, Bales. So I can tell you that. Yeah, I tell you what. All right, East Carolina. Carolina knocked off Memphis in basketball, 72-71, and one of the great games ever at Williams Arena, Minji's Coliseum over the weekend. I want to congratulate uh, Joe Dooley and company. And when when something like that happens in another sport, it, it kind of brings up everybody, doesn't it? It does. And uh, I, I wasn't there physically. I was watching it on the TV and, and flipping back and forth. And, and this is funny. I'm, I'm really not superstitious. But every time I was flipping back from the playoff football game in the NFL to the Pirates game, but every time I would turn it back to the Pirates game, we'd go down more. <laughs> so I said, I'm sticking to the football game for a little bit. And then I saw that we cut it to seven. So I watched it from the time we cut it to seven to the end. And man, the excitement in uh, Menji's arena and just the crowd pouring. I've never seen anything like that. Ba- Bailey, I know you've been here yeah. longer around here longer than me, but that was just a great moment. And I immediately text Coach Dooley and just said, hey, great job. What a gutsy effort um, by, by your team. And I'll say this, too. I've had a chance, to, and it's a privilege and an honor to do it, to, to host coaching shows for you and for Coach Dooley and for Coach Houston. And, and we've got three just, just outstanding men, and, and they just the way they handle themselves. Because sometimes we have to do coaching shows after tough losses. And, and Coach Dooley, we've had some you know blowout losses. But man, just just getting a chance to see what Coach Houston went through this year with some of the wins, uh, just covering you guys in the regionals. I mean, Coach Dooley this past weekend with that big win, and last year when they beat the was Houston like fifth in the country and they upset them. Nobody was there. There was like twelve of us, <laughs> and there was no celebration. I remember that like it was yesterday. I, was, I had a camera ready to go for the big celebration, and I mean it was, it was in COVID, so nobody celebrated. Just kind of walked off the floor and, and they got in the locker room and celebrated a little bit. But uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Looking forward. To, uh, to Pirate Baseball. You got anything for the fans? The banquet, February 5th coming up. Who are your guest speakers again? You got two. Connor Norby and Clayton McCullough. Yeah, so, Clayton will be great. Yeah, really excited about getting Clayton back here. Obviously, he's one of my best friends, but what he's done in his professional c- career, he's up you know, for managerial yeah. jobs and stuff now, and uh, he is as well-respected in professional baseball as anybody out there. So, really excited to hear him speak and then Norby telling his story. And really, for Norby to talk to our younger guys about where he came from you know once he got here and how he matured and uh, obviously got a lot better within our program and and I'm just so proud of Norby because you know there was times he could have quit he could have you know taken the easy way out and he stuck it out and a time that the transfer portal wasn't quite as rampant as it is now Um, and I know everybody has a different circumstance but I think that uh, there should be a little bit of uh, contractual stuff here and I know everybody compares it to coaches and uh, I commented on somebody's Facebook status about, well, hey, look, I've been offered more money uh, 
than ECU's offered me, and I've stayed here a few times, and that's not to give myself credit, but don't stereotype every coach just jumping right. for the next best job and making more money. Cliff Godwin, the head baseball coach at East Carolina, first practice set for a week from Friday, opening day for Pirate Baseball, which is always a big day in Greenville, North Carolina, February the 18th, start of a three-game series with Bryant. Uh, that's coming up at 4 o'clock, and that could be one of those 6 o'clock deals where it's really, really cold and you're at third base coaching. Well, we start at 4 uh, in February, so we'll go 4 Four, I think it's four, two, and one um, in February. But yeah, we need everybody to buy season tickets. If you haven't, I know we are close to two thousand, and we've never sold, to my knowledge, since I've been the head coach, two thousand season tickets before the season. So looking forward to hopefully reaching that goal. And the American is back to three game sets instead of thank four. God. Yes, I was going to bring that up because that had to be the most difficult thing of anything last year. Uh, I tell you what, man, we were about halfway. <laughs> through the conference schedule and you're looking up and it'd take you two days to just get your feet back underneath you and those are long days they're long days for everybody but you know when you're preparing as a coach and stuff and you're preparing for two games every weekend man it's a tough deal and and i know it was very mentally draining on our players as well and that's what you didn't have full capacity of fans you're playing four games in three days 36 innings and for our guys to be able to win the conference that that's i mean that was a big feat for for our guys east carolina pirate baseball just around the corner coach thanks so much for the visit you got to go hit with alec burles that's That's, right burley's more important than you i'm sorry burley's better than bailey (laughs) any day of the week all right we'll wrap it up on this edition of the brian bailey show right after this Get the best of the best for less at Bostic Sug Furniture. The best name brand furniture at savings up to 15% off store-wide plus 12-month special financing. Save on the best looks for your home. Save up to 70% off clearance items or get 72-month special financing. Get your best night's sleep on a comfortable new mattress with 72-month special financing. It's better than the rest. It's the best of the best. And it's going on now at Bostic Sug Furniture. BMS Builders is your premier custom builder in eastern North Carolina. With Blackwood and Mills Creek in Greenville, Dalton's Cove in Farmville, and Belmar in Aden, these are just a few of the developments featuring BMS Builders Homes. They can build the home of your dreams. Just ask Dr. Dennis Ross in Greenville or East Carolina football coach Mike Houston. They built their homes and they can build yours as well. BMS Builders. Give them a call at 916-1578 for BMS Builders. Burgers, wings, hand-cut, hand-breaded chicken tenders, fresh salads, and cold beer is the starting lineup at Tiebreakers and has been keeping customers happy for 20 years. Tiebreakers Family Atmosphere is the perfect place to come watch your favorite team play while enjoying a great lunch or dinner. In a hurry or looking for catering options? Get Tiebreakers to go. That now includes the new curbside pickup by ordering online at tiebreakersnc.com. Tiebreakers. Although innovative new resources such as digital media and social networks have grown in popularity, smart marketers recognize that printing is a mainstay. We live in an age of computer hacking, scams, and fly-by-night businesses, so it's reassuring to consumers when they receive printed marketing pieces. It exemplifies business confidence and conveys a high level of commitment. It also fosters trust, which leads to engagement and ultimately brand loyalty. When you're ready to grow your business, come to PIP, where business goes to grow. Grow Rug 26 is coming to Greenville March 25th through the 27th. This is DJ Fossil from F3 ENC inviting all men to sign up now for this leadership training event. The Grow Rug training events are designed to help men become high-impact men by reinforcing the F3 mission of invigoration of male community leadership. To register or to learn more, please visit F3ENC.com. That's F3ENC.com. Remember, you don't have to be great to get started, but you've got to get started if you want to be great. Hi, this is Parker Bunch. When I'm not hitting dingers or going viral, I'm listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show. Now, back to Brian. 
All right, welcome back to our show as we wrap up this edition of the Brian Bailey Show on this holiday Monday. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you're off of work and you had a chance to uh, listen to the head coach of the Pirates, Cliff Godwin. If you joined us late, you can hear the entire interview coming up tonight at 6 o'clock right here on Pirate Radio. we got about four or five minutes to go before we wrap things up, so I thought I would come on and... Uh Talk about the NFL playoffs a little bit. <laughs> Clip Brock wanted to come on with me, and so we thought we would uh, hash out some stuff. I think people thought I was going to be really more upset than I've actually been. I kind of expected one of two things to happen for my Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. I expected the defense for Dallas to absolutely dominate, the offense to sputter some, and the Cowboys to win the game, you know, 27 to 13 or something like that. Or they would come out, commit 14 penalties, play like crap, and lose the football game, which is what happened happen in the end. A lot of people have come to me and say, hey, what do you think of the end of the game? What do you think of the end of the game? I think the end of the game was just you know, if you're going to run a play like that, you have to execute it to perfection. And when you don't execute, and what I mean by that is when Dak took the slide, you know, you got to get the football back to the official. The official is the one who has to spot the ball. So you can't spot it yourself. And then the official, you know, he's he's my age. He's running around trying to get through all these bodies. And it took him a while to get there. And I knew that the, the, the thing I really thought about was here's this team that has committed 14 penalties and they're going to try to line up in the final – ticks of the clock and get set and spike the football without jumping off sides or some kind of a legal procedure, legal shift, lining up you know, wrong. Something was going to happen. So I really didn't think they were going to get a final play. Not that a final play would have done anything, but you know, it gives you a little bit of hope. Uh, I was really impressed that they were able to make it down the field like they did. They matriculated down the field very well, but it uh, didn't turn out that way. But Clip, I was going to tell you on the air, so early, I think it was early Sunday at some point, you showed your family your family uh, pool, your, oh, fam- yeah. your family drafted the playoff teams, yeah, yeah. and then you said, you, you said, I love my family even more because nobody picked Dallas, and I laughed, and I almost tweeted back, stupid family, but then I thought, I thought, look, you love Cliff, and you love his family. Why would you tweet that? So I, I, well, I, I, I did. It turned out to be the right move. Right. Oh, it did. Hey, <laughs> now I should tweet back smart family, but uh, yeah, I, I thought about that, and I, I said, you know, Twitter can get you in trouble with a heartbeat if you do exactly, you know, oh, you, I know you would take taking it fine you to laugh but i mean it's just like you know somebody would have taken that wrong and and i really didn't mean anything by it as as, as your your distaste for the cowboys i think you deep down you kind of like them all right well you are wrong on that one (laughs) bailey uh i will join in your misery i went back and looked at six straight losses for nfc east teams in the playoffs yeah, and and one thing I'll say about this season, like even when the Cowboys won six games in a row, and I'd come in and y'all say, "Hey, the Cowboys look good," and I'd say, "Yeah," but and what's going to matter is the playoffs, and I think I stuck with that most of the year because I knew that they have a team, especially in the NFC East, they have a team that can be the four seed that can win the NFC right. East. Because NFC wasn't very good, a home game. It's just what you do in the playoffs. And I was really stunned that that team, with all that money involved, and you know Jerry Jones spending all his millions, and they can't come out and execute. And some of the penalties, you know, I'm a fan, so I'm like, oh, that's a bad call. Then they show the replay, and it it had to be called. I mean. you know, it's some of the defensive holding by defensive linemen. Ne- haven't seen it all year. Yeah. I think I got called three times, and I know two of them were legitimate because I saw it on the replay. But it was, uh, it was just one of those. And the Niners are kind of weird. They don't have a ton of star power. No, but they are a good physical football right. team. And Debo Samuel is one of the best overall football. He's players very good. If Green Bay takes them lightly, they could be in for a battle. Yeah. I don't think they will. I, I think that I don't know if yeah. Jimmy G's enough if they no. get behind. I don't think so either. The game. And I think Aaron Rodgers and those guys. I haven't seen what the, the weather report is for Green Bay yet. When is that game? That's Saturday night. So it's a night game? Yeah. I always wonder why they do that for for a cold – I know they do it for TV, but a cold weather game like that, I mean, you would think that they they would try to cut them some slack and maybe yeah. try to play in the afternoon. But This is pretty <laughs> inconsequential. I know you love Jerry World and uh, the – what's it called? The, the Star. The Star. And all that. And Frisco, Texas. Does it ever frustrate you when you see a play and it's third down and the receiver's open but he can't see because oh, yeah. the sun that to me. is coming into the building? Because – and we were sitting there watching it and Melissa turns to me and she goes, what happened? I said, he couldn't see. I mean, there's no way. It's and then like they a baseball showed, game. Then they showed the shot of it, and it's like, you know, this light coming in. And you would you would think they could buy some curtains or something. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I've been there, and I've seen it in person, and it's really fascinating to see it. But you got to wonder, yeah, why? Because, you know, the, the above was for God to see his favorite team play. But from the side... 
but yeah that i was, guess god's favorite team has changed uh since the 90s Is that, may have yeah i think well, well who was it now? they became a patriots fan for a while there yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about i guess now. so i was kind of surprised at how that the patriots game went as well this well, weekend was ugly. but uh it was you know it, it's always fun now that your favorite team's out you kind of just kick back and you know watch the rest of the games like everybody Chiefs, else Bills, bailey that's a great game yeah i think so there's weekend. some really outstanding games and it's just so much fun to watch i mean it's just you know so much on the line the fans are so you know so vest i mean i, I dak's gonna have to come out with an apology today but he, you see what he said about they, that was some nice fan service by yeah. getting on the refs but yeah he's gonna have to yeah he's gonna walk have to, it back because he needs those referees you know True. best he can so that's when you got 14 penalties in a game. yeah that was well, that was very frustrating but uh the sun came up today so we live to see another day and uh we move forward from that so that's my nfl report and we'll talk more about that i guess later on this afternoon when i do my little deal with clip rock just a stat to throw out longest winning streak for nfc east teams heading into next season washington i saw that too i saw that (laughs) sometimes when i put out that little stuff i know you're gonna read it and it gives me a little i was like i was like shut up clip what what is that Love you, Bailey. I was gonna, I was gonna put the Commodores. What time do the Commodores play? You love the Commodores. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be the Commodores. The Commanders, I think, is one of the leading names for Let's Washington. See, that is uh, February second. Yeah. That is going to be. That's on a Wednesday. So we'll, see, we'll that, get your take and that's, on it. Isn't that Groundhog Day? Yeah. So I was thinking that they're going to go with Red Hogs because it's Groundhog Day. I think that that's the natural Groundhog, deal. Red Hog, okay. But I don't think that's going. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see and find out and. I just hope Cowboys keep the Cowboys. All right, we're out of time. I want to thank Cliff Godwin for coming on and live in the studio with us. Pirate Baseball just around the corner. The banquet set for February 5th, opening day for East Carolina, February the 18th. On that Friday, 4 o'clock as Bryant comes to town. Three-game series with Bryant to kick off the season. And then Campbell, North Carolina. I mean, there's some great games very early in that Pirate Baseball season, so get those season tickets today. Have yourself a great sports week. We'll see you back here next Monday on The Brian Bailey Show. This has been The Brian Bailey Show, brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostick Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Pepsi, Seared Chop House, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, BMS Builders, and The Rick House. Join us next time for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, exclusively on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.